I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the College for Stupid Ladies. Oh, sorry, wrong podcast. It's the School for Dumb Women. Uh, the College for Stupid Ladies is what we're called in Germany. But we do the same thing. I'm your host maiden, Stein Drinker, Hannah von Wallstein. With me is synthetic Aryan Ubertat, Alexandra Haddenberg. I may have blonde hair and blue eyes, Hannah, but my heart is still black. And regional South London Curryverse eating champion 2015, Caroline O'Donoghue's National Guilt Complex. Thank you, Hannah. It's a curryverse is a meal you can essentially make in prison from ketchup and powder. This week, we're talking inflation, pizza, finding out why machines will soon be able to do the job of our dads and tell when we're lying, and writer Monica Heisey drops by the school to give us a smart lesson on how to break up online. Hannah, you're covered in ham, which I just want to pick off you as soon as I see you. May I? Oh, please. Mm. Please pick my ham off. Um, I feel like this is quite a big one for the school, maybe. This is my big announcement. Mm. Um, pizza is the subject that I'm doing this week. And I think pizza is fine. Okay. I think pizza is okay. I like it a lot. Why pizza, don't you like it? Yeah. What do you eat after a night out? Um, like maybe chips, cheesy chips. Right, right, right. Mm, okay, yeah. fair. How do you? Where do you? Where do you place yourself on the pizza scale, Alex? I do. I do really like pizza. I'll be honest. Uh, I like thin crust, uh, and I like um, something with no pineapple on it because that is for psychopaths. Oh um, no! Disagree. Love pineapple pizza. Oh, yeah, no, I do love a pineapple love pizza. Love tropical. We shared a pineapple pizza once, and you seem very happy. Yes, with turkey on it. We'd had three pints. Yeah. Turkey? Turkey. On a pizza. That's such yeah. a three-pint choice. I know. <laughs> it was a halal, so, uh, yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, I think, I think pizza's great, and I think you can't beat uh, a margarita pizza in Italy. That is, like, or a Napolitana. Controversial opinion. A uh, woman enjoys pizza in Italy. I know. <laughs> what the hell? Get out! Get out of here. Uh, she thinks she is. No, I love pizza primarily because it's a food that'll meet you where you are. Do you know what I mean? Yes. There's a pizza for when you're having quite a fancy night out and you have like um uh, a, a lovely wine in a glass tumbler and it's a sourdough crust oh, and there's lovely, like yeah. ooh, lamb meatballs with, you know, artichokes. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. and there's like some synth playing low in background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, that's the very much the home slice Franco Manca sort yeah. of experience if you want to talk about sort of London pizza yeah. boutiques that are very high right now. Um, but then there's also, there's the, the grade below that, which is that like bit hungover slash had a bad week. Yeah. And getting a Domino's and just feeling very hugged by the world. Yes. And it's great below that, which is like coming home late from the podcast, Papa quite John's. hungry. 
Yeah, and there's like the like you know the oven pizza, just like two quid. Yeah, just a cheese and tomato bread bit yeah. really is what it is yeah. and then pizza. there's the kind of pizza by the slice that just sits under the hot in the hot under counter. a lamp essentially <laughs> under a I lamp. love that yeah. though under For a desk hours lamp and hours no I mean pizza's versatile it I'll give you it where you are I yes. hate like a Chicago town deep crust oh minging so, so fucking sponge greasy. of a pizza oh yeah. disgusting uh, yeah basically I think pe- I think pizza is fine it's absolutely fine. There's nice pizzas and there's bad pizzas, but pizza in and of itself is just okay mm-hmm. um, as a thing. And I think the, the the reason that it annoys me that people kind of seem to love pizza so much is basically it's an internet thing, right? And it's a victim of its own, like, success on the internet. Like, there are loads of memes about pizza. Um, are there? I, I call bullshit on this. I don't think it's an internet thing. Go on. Have you seen Rihanna on the Met Gala with the yellow dress? Oh, yeah. And it's got good. pepperoni yeah. on it. <laughs> There's just I th- I feel like maybe this maybe I searched pizza once and that's why all the internet memes about pizza come to me. But it's kind of like you know bacon, Jeff Goldblum, doggos, like it, yeah. like it's kind of in that realm of like an easy thing to reach for when you want like an easy kind of cultural. Like, I thought that the trend. bacon was a big one for that as well. People on the internet love being like oh. Uh, smells of bacon or bacon in the morning or yeah, or like yeah. Wet the, when you see bacon, yeah, when yeah. you smell bacon downstairs. Mm. And then Cara Delevingne took it too far and got bacon tattooed on her foot. Oh, did she? The She's annoying. Bacon. I'm annoyed by her. She is annoying. Yeah. Um, I think that pizza obsession is a lot to do with how it's portrayed in American media. Yeah, like that thing of the pizza delivery boy, I found very exciting because I remember the first time when we got like pizza delivered to the house. I was like twelve, I think. And being like, this is a film. Yeah. I'm in a film. Who is who is the person that's going to tell yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's. And Pizza Hut kind of came about when we were sort of coming of age, did it? Or did, did I just start really going it. at that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, we had, we had Pizza Hut. But I think that's part of why, like, why people love pizza so much is that it kind of divorced pizza as a food and pizza as a concept. Pizza as an occasion is a big deal. And pizza as an occasion, yeah. exactly. When you're a child, especially, like, pizza is there for, like, birthdays and stuff like mm. that. Or, like, you know, there's a big treat at school and, like, they get pizza in or something. Or, like... Yeah, like, the office you know. treat is often pizzas, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Because it's easy to make, it's easy to share... It's mm-hmm. like quick. I'm totally getting a pizza after this, by the way. I know. You're <laughs> working. <laughs> Is there any by the slice thing yeah, like we'll, 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 yeah, we will. I want some lamp pizza. Yeah, we will find it. But I just wonder if the concept of pizza as that kind of like, oh, it's a nice thing. Like, here we go. We're having a pizza. Everyone's having a nice time. Is kind of been divorced from like what the pizza actually is because pizza's not that good. Pizza is good. It's cheesy bread with other stuff on it. Bread, good. Cheese, good. Meats and things, good. Yeah. I don't know. I just there's something about pizza that just fills me with. You don't research on this indifference. <laughs> yeah, my favorite, my favorite pizza meme is just like a, a picture of a pizza and it's got a slice cut out of the middle. So it's got like a triangular slice, but cut out of the middle of the pizza. It just says, "I do what I want." <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want us to agree with you about pizza being bad, you're gonna have to present some pretty big facts. Yeah, and big oh, arguments. I don't really, I don't really have facts, oh, I but see. I did find someone who posted anonymously or wrote anonymously on um, Munchies, which is part of Vice, and said that they hate pizza. And they agreed with this whole like cultural trend thing, that it's uh, kind of become like the lowest common denominator meme, they call it, which is brutal. Um, <laughs> Very brutal. And also, um, okay, so this is modern. my scientific research into why I don't like pizza. Pizza is the perfect shape to get cold too quickly. Like, oh. because it's because of the surface area, it's so spread out, 
and it's so thin and it hasn't got anything in there to kind of like, you know, like say risotto. Risotto stays hot for hours and hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep coming back to it and you keep burning yourself. Yeah, yeah but you can't eat a risotto in bed whilst naked and sort of having sex, can you? But you can do that with pizza. <laughs> you're not going to be coming from a night out and be like, oh, fucking hell, should we share a risotto? Yeah. I love risotto as much as the next man. Oh, you're sure. not going to, yeah. You can't really order risotto in the same way you can order pizza, can pizza you? Pizza is so malleable, and also I quite like cold food. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's the whole thing. The whole thing about cold pizza is a bit of a meme as well. Yeah, do you know what? I prefer cold pizza to hot pizza. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. You're of a tribe. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> I've had cold pizza the next morning more than I care to admit. Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, no one really wants to hear me talk about the history of pizza, I hope. No. No, uh, really. It's basically Italy. stuff on bread. It's yeah. not that hard to imagine that, that it has been happening for a long time. Um, pizza, apparently, or like kind of food similar to pizza, has been around since the Neolithic age, which was like somewhere between 12,000 years ago and like 6,000 years ago or something silly like that. Um, and, you know, once you have that, then you add more flavours to mm. it. That makes sense. Um, obviously, Italy. You're so resentful of the subject. <laughs> I've got a good fact about pizza. What? My granddad used to pronounce it pizza. Oh, my dad My dad used to call it pizza. Oh, pizza! Pizza! Jeff yeah. Farrell. <laughs> I don't really know why. I don't know where you Let's got just that talk from. about our favourite pizzas from culture. Here are my favourite pizzas from culture. Number one, the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles pizza. Very stretchy pizza. Mm. <laughs> Lovely stretchy cheese. Number two pizza, Home Alone pizza. When like all of, they're, they're all gone and he gets oh, his yeah. own cheese pizza. Mm. As the youngest child, it's a very but important But that's scene. like, that is pizza being deified, isn't it? Yeah. Being like, look, he got a pizza. Pizza? Yeah, but like Kevin McAllister was like the youngest of like however many kids. And like he finally got a pizza to himself. Like that yeah. was my dream growing up. Yeah. The youngest of four. <laughs> it's also the thing of America sitcoms glamorised it as well like you want to get pizza or the pizza boys here or the pizza girl exactly exactly. it has the same thing as dry cleaning which I spoke about ages and ages and ages ago which is like it's kind of it's such a big part of your uh, of of your imagined life because you grow up watching these sitcoms and everything and then you're like oh well when I'm old not not old when I'm older I'm going to do dry cleaning and I'm going to get pizza right I, I, I sort of thought of like pizza as being such a huge expense when I was a kid because like I don't know, like the idea that you'd spend like thirty-five pounds to feed the whole family when we had like food at home was so crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like now, I have to remind myself that like I could order pizza right now if I wanted, and it would be like twelve pounds. Yeah. And that's a negligible amount of money to me. Yeah. Look mm. how far I've come. <laughs> um, if you live in the US, it's statistically likely you'll eat six thousand slices of pizza over the course of your life. Wow. Six thousand, and overall, this is from Wikipedia. Thirteen uh, percent of the U.S. population, aged two years and over, consume pizza on any given day. Thirteen wow. percent. That's pizza crazy, isn't every it? day. Italian American. Italian. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys might remember her from a few weeks ago that I um, don't eat gluten anymore. Oh, it's, oh yeah. It's going really well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I blocked it out. Jesus, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of them. Um, a real. It's a real loss. Pizza from a diet. Of course. Is um, there gluten-free pizza? Well, um, sourdough pizza is generally fine because it's like, okay. it tends to be like processed gluten that makes me um, sick. Uh, so like, yeah, like home slice and Franco Manca and those like oh, well, yeah. expensive pizza. I really good. like home slice. So home slice has like wacky pizza toppings, but like mm-hmm. nice wacky is in it'll have like oxtail or like... Curated pizza toppings. Pumpkin and something else yeah. nice and you, goat's cheese. And you're like, yeah. oh. Do you know what I really resented in pizza trends for a while is that like, 
like um, you'd order a pizza with a man and like he'd be like the job would be to get as much spicy meat on there as he yes. possibly could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be always like, oh, shall we get Domino's? Oh, let's get Domino's. Oh, can you get me the meat blaster, please? Yeah. Can you get me the like, <laughs> yeah. the it colon was destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh. Yeah, it's like a side of masculinity, isn't it? You'll never... Totally. Like, if I was on a date with a guy and he was like, I'll have the vegetarian pizza, I'd be like, maybe we should get married because you're just like... Yeah. You're, you're so comfortable with yourself. Yeah, you're so comfortable with it, yeah. Can you guess what the UK's favourite pizza topping is? Pepperoni? Um, I bet it's ham and pineapple. Uh, it's mushroom. It's like a, you know, it's a one thing kind of thing. It's oh. mushroom. Fungi. It's fungi. fungi. <laughs> yeah, my favourite is ham and mushroom. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. One. Guess how many people in the UK eat pizza at least once a week? As in percentage or mm-hmm. 20? 35%? 49. What? Almost half of people. Yeah. Isn't that mad? Weird. Isn't that mad? That's Jamie weird. Oliver's going to go through the roof. I know. He's going to tax the All pizza. All the sugar yeah. in that dough. Oh. Um, my final thought on pizza was that I might try next time a, a pizza is in front of me. Uh, and I deign to eat it. I might try eating it like you're meant to eat digestive biscuits. Because you know digestive biscuits, they've got chocolate on one side. Yeah. And the theory is you're meant to put them in your mouth chocolate side down. So the chocolate goes onto your tongue and melts on sort of melts oh, onto your tongue a bit. And then you get the flavour of the biscuit rather than just the digestive, which doesn't taste as much. And all the chocolate goes <gasps> on top of your mouth. So you're going to put your pizza in upside down? I'm going to try it. <gasps> but then all your stuff will and fall then, off. Well, We have yes, to Instagram this. That's going to be a problem. But... I kind of feel like maybe if I get the flavour rather than just the bread, maybe that will help me yeah. to appreciate pizza more. I don't think you're wrong about pizza. I just think that you don't appreciate how much it gives us socially. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, but that's you're being what too I... Much on a no, but that's what I mean. Like, like I get the cultural value of a pizza. I yeah. get that. I respect that. I'm not trying to diss pizza mm. as a cultural phenomenon. I'm just trying to say pizza doesn't actually taste as good as yeah. all the attention that it gets. And you know what? If you don't have something to dip the crust in, you're resentful. Yes. Yeah. Although I love getting a pizza with somebody and they leave their crusts and then I get to eat them. I oh, leave really? crusts. You can eat them. I yeah, I've crusts. eaten your crust before. <laughs> yeah. I have. I've actually, every time you and I have ever gone out for food together, I have eaten the end of your meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Ladies, it's that time of the week again. You've booked a babysitter, then remembered you don't have any kids, so you've just pointlessly paid a teenager £40 before you left the house and headed out to everyone's favourite panel event. It's the Women Who Code Mixer! Yay! Each week at this prestigious social event, we decode... Hey. Some aspect of new technology so that you can not use it in your everyday life because all you really need is Instagram. This week, we're talking about how you've been cheating on your boyfriends, you two. Uh, I don't think I have. I have. With his dad. How did you know? Oh, um, I was uh, I was actually lying. It's a, Today's mixer is about lie detector technology. It was... I was lying also as a trick for you. I think. <laughs> Let's brush over it. Yes. Let's never speak of it again. Anyway... This week's Women Who Code Mixer is about uh, lie detectors or polygraphs because there was something in the news today that means, obviously, lie detector technology has advanced. Ooh. And now it's obviously AI and scary. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so basically, your, your average polygraph tests sort of um, 
in more measures your reaction yes, to the question than exactly. your actual what yeah. you're saying with your it mouth. It has like sensors on your skin and like your heartbeat, your perspiration, mm. uh, all that sort of stuff. Your physical response to telling a lie, like where you're looking, all that sort of shit. Um, but the new technology <laughs> headline was "New Technology Knows When You're Lying." Like, oh, oh good. Um, and it's being used in banks and police stations to figure out who's trustworthy and who isn't, which, you know, I can't see that proving any problems at all. Nope. And apparently the way we write changes depending on if we're lying or not. So, um, Oh, no, AI handwriting. Can, can detect whether... I'm not sure if it's handwriting or if it's what you're writing. Like I turn assume... a phrase. Oh, that's so true, because every time I, like, get an invite for a thing I don't want to go to, as in, like, from a PR or something, I'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry, I'm actually busy that night. Whereas if it was yeah. the thing I actually wanted to go to, I'd be like, fuck, that's annoying. Can't yeah. make it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you over-egg it, though, and you're like, ah, I am the worst. I am the worst ever. Hate yeah. me. And it's like, I don't care. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, it can it can analyze your writing as well. Um, banks in China are using cameras to see if people are lying when they like apply for to borrow money. Wow! So that are lying about their financial state. Um, police in Spain have started using it to um, like analyze testimonies of robberies and stuff like that mm. and see if they're truthful or not. And also um, the way you move your face when you're speaking, it will be able to analyze if you're lying or not. <gasps> Uh, do you guys class yourselves as being good liars? Where do you stand? I'm a terrible thing? liar. I'm a very yeah. truthful person. It's yeah, it's yeah. actually really difficult to be me because because <laughs> <laughs> I um I am a compulsive truth teller. You are actually. That's very true about you. I'm not. A, I'm not a big liar in terms of big lies, but I am a very, big little lies. Yeah, mm. I'm a very good white liar. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. find them quite hard. You definitely do. Yeah, <laughs> and I can also. Uh, lie very quickly to get myself out of a situation if I've done something wrong. How are you with lies? Um, In the moment, I think I'm actually okay, but I do get very guilty for Mm. a long... Even if it's like something really silly, I feel very, very bad for a long time and I often have to tell the person then. Oh. Yeah. I'm very bad at real lies. Really bad. I say things like, genuinely, and I open my eyes really wide and everyone that knows me is like, you're lying. (laughs) <laughs> and there's a thing when you sort of like you give too much detail to the lie yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah it's like often when someone like your friend sends you like an email they have to send to someone that's definitely a lie yeah it's like okay just delete everything after sorry i can't do it yeah um and you're fine yeah 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 caroline you're just blowing up right now like there's something about you you're just you're just getting sky high no i'm physically huge i'm a blimp of a woman and floating above us <laughs> what are. am i your inflation ah i was going to say expensive <laughs> <laughs> very expensive indeed inflation what do we know about it that it seems to move as if independent from everything else <laughs> <laughs> Very weird, isn't it? It's got, so um, you know the budget came out recently, and you read about terms like inflation, and yeah. you, you begin to realize how little you understand the economy. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they talk about it as if inflation has a mind of its own. So they're like, inflation's up by 0.5 percent. Ever yeah. like have a go at the government for it? It's like, what? Well, how does this happen? Very, very strange. So, and it's like it's all that stuff as well. It's like, why did a Fredo used to cost 10p? Yeah. 
why does it now cost HDP? Mm. And then, like, he won £7,000 in 1993. £24,000 in today's money. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So I tried to get a handle on it today, and I actually spent a lot of time on the School of Life, which are very good at doing those little videos. Oh. Yeah, of just telling you what things are. Maybe you should stop listening to this podcast and start listening to the School of yeah. Life. Yeah. If like, you want to learn stuff, you like a nerd. Like a nerd. <laughs> Loser. Um, so, do you know that a cinema ticket costs 30p in 70? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That's sad. I want it to cost 30p still. Yeah, if I could go back to 1970s prices, that would really help me out right now. <laughs> you are very poor at the moment. You're right. You're not alone. You're a short-term Hi. Wonga loan from your friend Caro. No, it's fine. I'm going to be Carol. fine. So, yeah, people are able to, like, forecast inflation, like, down to the smallest point percentage, which is cool, but I don't really understand it or what are the yeah. factors that drive Just that clever yeah. clever maths clever clever maths um okay so there are essentially three things that go into the breakdown of of inflation um this is not a joke heavy segment my guys but <laughs> at the end of it you're going to like in, understand the economy in a little way i suppose um look the first kind is cost push inflation which basically means the thing that is being sold has gotten more expensive to make and therefore the price has to be passed on to the customer oh like petrol or something like petrol, petrol yeah expensive? ah okay yeah yeah cuz it gets rarer Exactly. So it's like a finite resource or something like that. Um, And that has factored in uh, a lot in recent years, which is why inflation has gone up so much since, say, like the 70s, the 30s, Mm. Victorian times, whatever. Um, Because, like, you know, things get more expensive to make because, you know, labor gets more expensive because people have rights. Or the countries that we got that raw material from now, you know, have a government that isn't being exploited as much by us. Mm -hmm. And all, like, basically, when cost push inflation goes up, it's generally, like, a good thing on a moral level. Because it means that more people are getting, theoretically speaking, more people are getting, um, you know, paid along the chain. Mm -hmm. Um, So the customer gets charged more because otherwise the business would go out of business. And, like, that's a big thing for a company to do, but it has to happen. Yeah, Yeah. this seems okay so far. Yeah, so far. Um, and then after that, we've got demand inflation. And we kind of have a good idea of what that is, right? What? More people want to buy a thing, so they put the price up. Yeah, so more people want to buy a thing, but there is still a finite amount of what that thing is. Okay. So the London housing market, really good example of that. So there are roughly the same amount of houses, give or take a couple of percent, um, as there were 20 years ago in London. But there are more people now who want to live in them and mm. those original houses, those people are still living in them. And the because like the amount of people who want it has gone up hugely, but the amount that is available is still the same, yeah. then the price gets driven higher and yes. higher and higher. Yeah. Um and so as well, when there's like more disposable income in a community, that means that you've got more people who are able to look at bigger things, like buying a car or getting a loan out or getting a mortgage. So it becomes more and more competitive, right? That makes Uh, sense. Yes. I mean, all of these things seem pretty obvious, but when you kind of take them all apart and be like, oh, this is how the world works. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. And then there's the other thing, which is like, okay, if like stimulating the economy is good and people having more money is good, why can't we just print money? Yeah. Um, And if inflation is like happening to product, it should also in theory be happening to salaries. Yeah, exactly. And then why bother in the first place? If everyone's just, if like everyone has just got like 0.5% more money. Yeah. Why bother doing that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because it's like, so in 50 years, it's like if I have a kid and they're on like 90 grand, that's going to be like 
just getting by. Like, when does it end? It doesn't. So, like, if inflation was moving at a healthy rate, there's nothing wrong with... um, So inflation goes up and uh, because our wages go up and because everything along the chain is going up at the same rate. Mm. And therefore, if we're all like on 350 grand is a basic salary in 20 years, there's nothing wrong with that as long as everything is relative relative to the cost, right? If everything goes up at the same rate, who cares? It's just like random numbers, right? Mm. But the thing is that we can't depend on these things going up at the same rate because everything goes wrong, a resource gets scarce or a country gets weird or all of these things are like part of this global thing that is almost impossible to get your head around. Like, for example, like you could say that World War Two happened because of inflation. So, like, Germany, after the First World War, they were, like, made to incur all these debts. Yeah. No, not debts, but they were essentially, like, punished. Reparations. Yeah. Refer- reparations. I remember my GCSE history. Right. Thank you. So then the government was, like, stuck in, like, the, like borrowing loads and loads of yeah. money and giving loads away. And so there was no money for, like social things or anything and the the worth of the Deutschmark went way 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 down inflation went way 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 up like, they, yeah they printed loads of money didn't they and then they have people like you know those famous photos yeah, of people with, with wheelbarrows of money wheelbarrows of money going that to buy mean loaf nothing of bread right? with their life savings yeah because sometimes people sort of like print money to temporarily stimulate the economy so there's more going on around for the little people but that is so short lived because the country doesn't get wealthier just because you print more money yeah. because there's still the same amount of resources and labour and people and things that want things. So you can't, like, invent a profitable com- country. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But we we must be printing money at a steady rate because we're all on 30 grand now, whereas 20 years ago we were on 20 grand. And there's more people as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused already. Um... I don't completely understand it. And that's the theme of this podcast. And that's the theme <laughs> of this podcast. So it's like, say, if, you know, this studio is a country. Yeah. And I have £100 and Hannah has £200. And Alex, for some reason, has the most money at £300. Then <sighs> the gross wealth of our country is £600. And if our resources are like these glasses of water in front of us. Yeah. Like... If one of them gets broken, then the worth of that resource goes way up. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, you become the most powerful person in the room. Yeah. And then, like, if we start printing more money... Well, I know. Who does that money go to in this scenario? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't get inflation totally. Yeah, maybe we should get someone who um, knows finance to come and do this. But the thing is, we've tried that, but um, people who know finance and are still laugh to have around are hard to find. <laughs> so if you guys know a comedian who does financial comedy, please let us know. Oh, dream. I feel like I've taken us some of the way there, but yes. I'm going to just down tools and be like, I, it's late, I haven't eaten, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck inflation, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to leave you with... get back. As long as every... Chat shit... Get banged. Nothing else matters. Yeah. As long as everything goes up at the same rate, it's fine. But once one of the things, either supply, demand, or um, wages or whatever, is out of whack, then everything gets fucked up. And uh, that's why people panic. That's why we're fucked, because inflation's really screeching to a halt and wages aren't going up, but everything everything that you buy is becoming more expensive. No, inflation is going going up, up, but wages are screeching to a halt. Oh, yes, that. Yeah, (laughs) that's the one. Yeah. Yes. And some people say that we should, like, um, not 
tax people as much, not have as much income tax, so that people will have more disposable income and that will stimulate the economy. Oh. But mm. that is also short lived. But then how do we According how to Alain de Botton pay to pay for stuff? Can we stop now? I'm tired. Yes, please. <laughs> please. Go and buy yourself. And that self- Go and buy yourself a Freddo. You can't anymore. You're too poor. £600,000 since this podcast started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Each week on School for Dublin, we do a smart lesson which helps us get closer to our feminist nirvana of being clever, clever ladies who can live life good. And this week, we have comedy writer and author of the book, I Can't Believe It's Not Better, Monica Heisey is here in the studio. And this week, Monica, you're going to teach us about breaking up, breaking up online and like measuring the sort of social media thing that happens when you break up with someone. Well, the aspect of of breaking up that I wanted to get into, because there's obviously as many ways to break up as there are to get into a relationship in the first place. And the actual disintegration of the relationship is going to be very unique to the relationship that you had. But then at some point, a couple weeks on from the breakup, everyone, all these different like tributaries end up in the one river, which is embarrassing yourself on Instagram Mm. about the breakup. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about... We're vibing very hard. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to talk about how to avoid doing that. Go. Um, well, I guess the first thing is to know that you're going to, you're going to have to find something that you're doing that's a bit embarrassing, but if you can keep it to yourself in a way, Mm. that's the best. So like, I got really into, you can pick the thing. Usually the options are like, you can get really into like self care. Right. (laughs) Uh, you can get really into going to the gym. Right. Which is that fall under the self care umbrella? I think it's a little separate because self care to me is like that performative, like, picture of your legs like a boomerang of your legs swooshing around in the bath yes oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah or like, or like um, uh, sheet masks a sheet mask selfie that's good yeah. yeah that's really good just just an expensive candle ah, just yes. that being around self care <laughs> um, going to the gym you can take like a class or you can immediately get into a new relationship and Instagram about that too much those are sort of your <gasps> I would never do that options <laughs> 
<laughs> Mostly because I can't have them. <laughs> they apply to three very different kinds of people, I think. There is the... Because the self-care person is very much like, well, I'm looking after me now. And I feel like that's kind of like, you're really out of options. That's... <laughs> You know? <laughs> I'd like to say option four, which is look how much I'm going out and having fun. Oh, oh huge. That's a yeah. huge option. I mean, obviously, also the major option is like a drastic hair cut. I had a big breakup in last October, like about a year to this time. And um, I had a few friends who made it their duty that I could text them at any time of day and be like, I am going to book an appointment to bleach my hair. And they would just text me back like, no, no, I will come over. Where are you? This is an emergency. You cannot do that. Um, I think changing your hair is, is good. But you change your hair all the time, Alex. I, this I, is like, it, it, no one would look at you changing your hair and be like, life crisis. That's the thing. That's it true, does, yeah. I do you, do it all the time. But I do do it sometimes after a relationship. And it makes me feel nice. That's, that's, the, that's the impulse, I think. But then I'm too lazy to upkeep a dyed hairdo like I've never yeah. dyed my hair and then when I found out how much it costs and how often you have to do it oh I see so it'd be very out of character for you I would yeah. just not take care of it and then I would just have like a freak mop on my head and then <laughs> I'd be like oh she's not okay you yeah. also have very excellent hair can I just yeah. say so yes so I mean you're gonna have to pick something to channel your energy into and something you're also gonna have to accept is that you're gonna you're gonna be doing more Instagram stories Mm. This is just something that happens, mm-hmm. like, as soon as the door closes and they've taken their last box of stuff, like, the phone just flies into your hand and all of a sudden <laughs> you're just doing, like, a little kind of, like, two glass of wine update on the yeah. movie that you're watching. Oh, as in you're, you're actually, because there's two types oh, of Instagram yeah. stories, right? There's the kind of, like, picture of a thing or video of a thing, and then there's video of me. Hi, guys. I just wanted to update you. Yeah, like the you. busy Phillips. Oh, I just yeah. had, yeah, exactly. I just went to the gym. And I've just had some wine. Yep. Is it? Yeah. Are we talking about the second type here? Yeah. Like, I've been deliberately trying to rein that urge in, and like, I'm not always winning that battle. <laughs> I have never done one where I'm talking to the camera. It's I just devastating. Couldn't, I couldn't it's do it. devastating. Yeah. I feel like I can tell when someone's going through a breakup before they've made it clear Ooh, on social know. media. Like, you can just sense. see. And there's something nice about, like, when I got divorced, I was, like, the youngest person I knew that was divorced. I was, like, 28 and left my partner. And um, I felt like, oh, I'm, I'm the only one who's ever done this. But now I know the signs. Ooh, and I can yeah. see them. Like, people start Instagram storying from the gym, and you're like, how's it going at home? Oh, yeah. that's, that's called <laughs> turning the other hob on. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly turning that yeah. hob, heating up the back pan, being yeah. like, I might have to transfer my spaghetti onto that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> also, the other thing that no one tells you about, like, a, a slightly thirsty Instagram story is that everyone you want to respond to it does respond. It's like, like, a, like it's like a shell. <laughs> like, it's like a conch shell call to all of the men who you're friends with, who were sort of around while you were in a relationship. Mm. We're a little curious about if everything's okay. Yeah, there was a mild vibe. There was a sub vibe. Yeah, if there was a vibe, then they're going to be like, ha ha. (laughs) <laughs> like a Friday night ah. in response to your wine Instagram God, story. I feel like you're inside my brain it's right now. It's bad, isn't it? <laughs> like, I'm so not the bad. worst offender by far. Like, I never post, like, thirst traps and stuff. Mm. But, like... Oh, give over, Alex Hanno! What a filthy fucking lie! You are, your Instagram my... is all thirst traps. My... It's all your legs looking so fucking long, stretched out, like, under a tunnel with you wearing, like, nothing but a black vest. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I feel like I've seen some pretty bad stories and I've just cut my friends the slack of like, oh, they're obviously going through a breakup and like, good for them. They're really hitting the gym or they're like taking a lot of baths or whatever the thing is. <laughs> but like all I'm ever trying to do is stave off like posting a picture of a sunset with a caption about like growth. <laughs> Oh, that um, would never happen. Do you know what I'm I mean? I'm so like, glad you've so not done that. I, I watched your stories and I'm so glad I've not seen that yet. It's so not me as a person, but like there is something about you that like you'll read like a passage in a book and you'll be like, oh, I guess healing is a process. And I guess no one's ever <laughs> guess, finished it. You know, just because we <laughs> loved then and I'm not in love now doesn't mean that love didn't exist. Right. In a way, <laughs> that love now is part of all the love in the world. Yeah. Should I? Because we're just, everything's mo- molecules. <laughs> the world is just vibrations exchanging. <laughs> that love is a vibration in space now. Yeah. I am in space. Yeah. Like um, a major breakup is like a major change. What did they say? The most stressful things in your life are uh, losing a loved one getting a divorce and moving house I think yeah. are the, is the order yeah. so like that's that's pretty intense it's a biggie and the thing Big is those, all, those come through together you lose the loved one <laughs> you divorce them and then you move out that's yeah. true <laughs> like you're fucked yeah. Yeah. no wonder you're posting a bit of a thirst trap on Instagram yeah someone I know uh, recently posted a picture on Instagram that she had gotten a tattoo on her like lower arm that says breathe and it might as well just say divorce <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's fine. It's okay. Everyone's processing. But I am trying to avoid sharing too much of that stuff on social media. I like to reserve it for podcast appearances. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah. Well, we're very glad because there's a lot of very free content for us. Speaking of breakup tips, my main tip would be don't go to Iceland immediately after your breakup during the portion of the year where the sun does not go down. Because I did that by accident. And I had, like, I guess a manic episode on a little horse. manic <laughs> episode on a little horse. I was like riding. I shouldn't say manic episode. I don't. I don't experience those. But I. I felt mad on this um, horse whose name can't have been Drool, but that's what it <laughs> sounded like when they said it. Drool. Drool. It had like big, crazy, unbrushed red hair. Okay. Um, and was like a bit like thick. And then, and so I felt an immediate kinship with Drool. And then I was just riding around on this horse, but. The way their horses run, it's not like with English riding where you trot and you control or can't or you like, like have a way to control how you're bouncing around. Mm-hmm. They're just like drive your heels down and let the horse do it. And you're just like on top oh, of no. it. But it had a real like Game of Thrones effect. Like I think it just jiggled my brain loose a bit because I was like jiggling around on this horse for a few hours. And <laughs> towards the end of it, I was like... I'm so free. <laughs> maybe I'll get so a tattoo free. that says free. Yeah, maybe I'm going to get a tattoo that says breathe. I'm going to like read a minimalist poem and then, you know, mm. put that on my Instagram. Get really into Rupi Kaur. Yeah. Candace Pride. She's Canadian. Is she? She is. Well, then you get into her all you want then. Yeah, my sister. Oh, don't worry. My sister gave me the book for Christmas. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have one of them. <laughs> and um, then you have that moment where you're like, I'm going to do something poignant and not put it on Instagram. I know. You're like, no, this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Women are dumb. I know. It's wild, so isn't dumb. it? I hate us. <laughs> I think it's probably better to do that stuff now than like harden and become bitter to the world. Yeah. yeah. And be unable true. to talk about your feelings the way that I think some men can right, and then it just comes out in heart disease, and they're like fifty-five. Heart yeah. disease, I know. Yeah, mm. that's true. Although women are making gains in that area. Yeah, we're closing the gap, lads. <laughs> hey, <laughs> heart disease equality. <laughs> yeah. 
So what's the stage after the Instagram stories stage? What comes next? I think you start to see someone new and then you don't do anything on Instagram for a while. Like, you know, when you're just seeing someone, it feels almost fake that you're like pretending that they don't exist Mm. on Instagram. Like I was seeing someone in Toronto and I'm like quite an, I like do Instagram. I do stories. You do. me regularly. You're looking at me for confirmation. Caroline. (laughs) Um... And then, like, when I started seeing this person, I was like, do you know what? Like, I'm just going to be, like, tactful. Like, Toronto's a small place. No one needs to know who I'm dating. It's my private life. (laughs) Like, when I was single, I was like, everyone should be aware. But then I started dating someone, and I was like, this is for me. This is none of anyone's business. Like, every time you leave the house, like, having a a ponytail loop through a baseball cap. Just being like, you know what? This is just our time. (laughs) But then there's the inevitable post that isn't of them, but they're tagged in it. Oh. Or, or like, or like the side of their hand or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, a man's hand, and then all your friends comment with the googly eyes underneath. Mm. Yeah, because they know. Because they love you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I care. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, you just start doing. I think the next step is sneakily Instagramming a man. What I've noticed a few people doing recently, particularly men, is that they're soft launching their girlfriends on stories. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go in for the hard launch. Yeah, about that three months to me there. actually with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sneak preview. Yeah, That's yeah, amazing. yeah. And they Just say twenty-four th- hour glimpse. And it's stuff like, oh, going to Taco Bell with this one. Like, oh, this oh, one. Oh, this no. one. I actually don't Instagram pictures of anyone I'm dating until I'm sort of because you're entitled to your private life, like yeah. engaged, which I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't do any of that. And then next stage, slut spiral. Slut spiral. Enjoy it. Tell mm. me more. That's the phase I'm embarking on right now. Okay. <laughs> Got my shoes. I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> you're in spiral. I'm having a nice time. Okay. Yeah. How um, do you uh, initiate a slut spiral? You don't initiate it. It's put upon you by, um, you know, like when you wake up in the morning and you've got to do stuff and you're in bed and you're like, oh, God, I've got, I've got to do all this and then leave the house at eight o'clock. And then you start cutting things out of your morning routine to justify staying in bed for longer. So you're like, I don't really need to wash my hair. And if I'm honest, I could eat on the way to work. And also blah, blah, blah. So the slut spiral is like when you're in a normal frame of mind, you're like, God, I would never fuck that guy. And then when you're in the slut spiral, uh, you're like, I could fuck that guy. Mm, it's fine. Yeah. And also, fine. I don't need to have a clean pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have baby wipes now. And then after the slut spiral, I guess what happens? Now we're just talking, sort of going through the phases. Just in life? So like you do like Instagram stories and maybe Wait, you do I like feel a- like we skipped a crucial point, which is... Um, do we block? Do we unfriend? Oh, do we mute? Great point. I never block or unfriend, but I think I probably would do if they'd done something really, really horrific and then wouldn't stop contacting me. But that's um. never really happened. It happened to me like 10 years ago when Instagram and stuff wasn't a thing. But it's not happened to me since. I think it's nice to mute for a bit. Mm. Um, you definitely don't want the updates. No, you don't want the updates. I mean, I guess it depends how long you've been with the person in the terms of the breakup as well, right? Yeah. I've been, not to brag, blocked on uh, every possible social media you done broke that man well I would do too much exciting traveling it would have been very annoying to see yeah right Mm. I went on that beautiful trip right after we broke up and he was like yeah (laughs) and he was like I don't need to see this and I was like that's totally fair pretend they're dead for a while and then back in the and then the next stage is just leveling out and you're back to normal I do think you just pretend they're dead for a bit yeah yeah and then you level out and then it's kind of like who yeah, and then you're indifferent. Yeah, it's nice. Indifference, that was my my dad's big advice, was that the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. It is. Mm-hmm. Hating someone means you still really care about them. Yeah. But if you just don't really mm-hmm. think about them, then you're fine. You made out the hood. Yeah, and that's, that's made the out final... Made woods, let's say. Yeah. Made out the hood. <laughs> um, that's the final stage in the cycle, I think. Just yeah. Just cold indifference. So tell us a little bit about your projects. Um, 
I have a book out that you can buy called I Can't Believe It's Not Better. Um, season three of a television show called Baroness Von Sketch Show is premiering in America on IFC. Baroness Von Sketch is one of my favorite things in the world. You can go on the Facebook and just watch every, all the all the videos. I'm sure there's more. Yes, within the UK, the best way to access Baroness videos is still uh, Facebook. There's a bunch of sketches from the show from all three seasons. It's it's the smartest, funniest thing ever. I don't know why it doesn't play here, but it's just like a group of women been really funny and it's like uh, really politically informed as well without being a drag and you feel like very fed by it. Oh, great. Right. It's, so it's nice. like it sketches but it's not like throwaway the way like SNL feels like popcorn sometimes, you know? Right. I mean, if SNL is listening and wants to hire me, <laughs> that's also fine. <laughs> and you're just at Monica Heisey on Twitter? At Monica Heisey on Twitter and on Instagram as well for all those sunset selfies. Yeah. Great. Cool. Cool. Well, it's been real, Monica. Thank Thanks you so for much for coming in. Thank you. You have been a fantastic guest. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. My Thanks love to so you much. and to Drill. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you, Monica, for coming in. And thank you for listening to this podcast, because it is indeed the end of this podcast now. It's breaking up with you. It is, but you can still stay in touch with us and don't block us. But do some pieces to camera on your Instagram stories. That'll make us feel better. Thanks for listening and thanks to Monica for coming in. If you do want to follow us on social media, we are at DumbWomenPod. And also, you can rate, review and subscribe to us if you want so that we can just keep following you around in your podcast app. Thank you, Harry Harris, for our jingles, Gavin Day for our artwork and Soho Radio Studios for the recording space. Uh, We'll see you next week, hon. Bye, hon. Bye, babes. 